Okay. Let's do a little podcast called the Bite Me Podcast, uh, where we talk about video games, episode 112. 112. I have no real creative anything relating to 112. One plus one is two. Plus another plus 110 is 112. Ah. Nailed it, math. All right. I flunked at math. Genius. Okay. Uh, as you notice, there are only two voices. We are missing one person today. His name is Cliff. He is not here, but I am Adam West. And I'm the Dylan. Hello. Where is Cliff? He's working at home. I think he had some home inspections today. Mm-hmm. You know, I had people come and measure my house for flooring today, and I still made it to work. Ooh. I'm just saying. fighting words. It's whatever. Uh, the... Pest guy came and treated the house yesterday while I wasn't there. So, I mean, so your so house could see we're calling Cliff out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, Cliff. Um, but yeah, so Cliff is not here. It's just us today. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Got some news to talk about this week about another canceled Star Wars game. Uh, Phil Spencer is talking about some future issues. Rocket League has limited crossplay. I thought it was like full crossplay, but uh, we'll talk about that. Gearbox, well, Good luck. I don't know if it's good luck to um, the whole thing that's going on with them or him, or if it's good luck to us trying to get through this story. Because have you read it? Yeah. Or it's, it's really weird. Yeah, it's a lot of hullabaloo. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's much to talk about until it's over. Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like the information is really that clear. So, no, I, Cliff tried to explain it to me yesterday, and I'm all like, I don't know what you're saying if that's even a real possible thing to happen in life, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly read through like the article, and I was like, it doesn't really, say, it doesn't say much of anything. Yeah. It's like he could be guilty of this, or it could really not be much of a problem at all. Right. So we'll talk yeah. about that. Um, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the new DLC, doesn't really care what choices you make for now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And I actually got a couple of emails and messages from people asking me what my take was on the whole uh, thing. That's kind of gotten their DLC back into the news. That thing. That thing. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Um. Well, I don't think we're going to be talking about game of the year anymore because that's in the past. So, but we are going to uh, be taking questions. We got some from Vinny, Kangaroo Jack, turned out for what? Eddie Spaghetti, Joe Coleslaw, Man Socks, plus some cheap free games in a humble humble bundle. Which, um, if you just can't wait and you want to go check that out right now, just go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble and you can click our affiliate link, help support us, and get some really great stuff and uh, things. And then we'll wrap it up, put a bow on it, and post it to all oh, our yeah. listeners. I thought you were going to say we're going to wrap it up with a troll corner that's not listed in our show notes. I could come up with something. I'm sure we could. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, as I die. Um, but first, let's talk about what we are playing. No um, nose goes. What's that? No nose goes. Dang it! All right, well, let's start with Cliff. Oh, okay, he's done. No, but uh, it, so is it? Did he just not update the notes from last week? Because it's it's got a thing in there. But I know, I actually, know. I know he finished the the epilogue of yeah, he Red Dead Redemption did play Two. Those, so it probably is literally just a repeat from. Yeah, Cliff has played uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. He beat it. Yeah. Completely. Um, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he did. He talked to me about it, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about it because yeah. I'm not him and I can't exactly remember what he's saying. Right. <laughs> um, and he also played some more uh, Gris, which I've heard it pronounced multiple ways, Gris. So, um, what am I playing? I'm back on the Assassin's Creed Odyssey train after a two-week hiatus from basically all things video games. I don't, well, th- there's reasons why, but I'm finally back in. Um 
doing that. And I wanted to see just how close I might possibly be to the end of the game because I feel like I could be close, especially after seeing so many people say, I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I still haven't visited like 47% of the map. Or there's 13 islands that I haven't been to. Um, I still have like 26 more missions to go through. So I'm very much right at the halfway point, it feels like. Hmm. Or maybe, no, I'm a little further than the halfway point. Um, But it's still really good. Uh, The storytelling's great. Everything about it's great. Um, I did not get the 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 version that comes with all the DLC and all this stuff, so I won't have any opinions on that. Even though we're going to talk about that later, I have a slight opinion, but I won't have a. Uh, I bought this An and played it. Informed opinion. Yeah, exactly. So been playing that. Um, I download or I bought because it was on sale uh, last week, and I haven't played it. It's on the Switch or this the version I got's on Switch. Faye. That little 3D platformer thinger that's kind of like Ori in a 3D world that looked like something like that. Uh, so I got that. I need to play that. And there's a handful of other things that I really just want to play, but I just don't have time for. So, because uh, they dumped a lot of new stuff into uh, Game Pass this month. And I also noticed that one of the Xbox games with gold this month right now is Celeste, which I think I'm going to jump back in and do that again, just because last year when I played it, it was so great. And I played it on the Switch, and it was great to have as a portable uh, game on the go. I did a lot of traveling, so it was really good to be able to uh, have that with me and play it. So, But now that I've got the comfort of my own home all the time, I'm going to be playing that a lot on my big, giant, 75-inch 4K TV. Gigantic TV. That's what I'll do. Uh, yeah. And also there's a new uh, PlayStation VR demo, quote-unquote demo disc, that uh, comes with like 11 demo games. There's a handful of them that I've played, actually, that are fun, but uh, you can play Astrobot Rescue, uh, you can demo that, and uh, Super Hot VR is on the demo as well. So I kind of want to download that and check that out just to uh, get back into the VR side of things. But that's about all I'm playing, other than Wordscapes on my phone, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what about you um i'm kind of in the i'm not playing video games briefly for one reason or another kind of phase that happens every once in a while i think mm-hmm. where you just do other things occasionally but i'll probably try to jump into assassin's creed soon i think that's kind of next on my list so so uh, good i've been playing i've just been hosting a lot of people over mm-hmm. the past couple of days it was my birthday Oh, yeah, so, happy birthday. Um, I had people over, and so we've had a lot of board game nights kind of thing, so those aren't conducive to playing video games. Right. But, um, Unless you have a Switch a, and 18 a, Joy-Con. Right. It's a lot of fun, though, so um, I could talk about board games, but I won't. Okay. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. You're now 23 years old. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, sweet. All right. Well, there you go. Very quick and easy. This is what we're playing segment. Yeah. We right. can spend more time on questions, maybe. Oh, yeah. We've definitely got uh, questions yeah, this week. Those, so. Um, so, yeah. And if you want to help support our show, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast uh, for as little as one measly dollar a month, which is l- way less than a cup of coffee anymore. Um, you can get access to our shows early. You can get access to special shows that we do ahead of time, interviews, uh, upcoming releases, 8-Bit Bytes, DLC, all kinds of stuff. So you can do that for as little as a dollar a month, all the way up to our producer level. And when you're at that level, you get all kinds of cool swag, and we say your name on our show. Do we have that list? Do we have that list? Dang it. 
We don't? I don't think so. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Are we going to do this again? <sighs> Let's go to Discord. Because one of the cool things is if you uh, support our show via Patreon, you can uh, get some really cool icons and coloring and avatars and blah, blah, blah in our Discord. So here we go. I don't know if this is going to be right. The red ones. The red ones. Right? Yes. This is great radio. This is not radio, thankfully. All right, so let's start with this. We have got Alan Schulte. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. We have, I don't know the names of these people. I'm going to go straight. Give them the usernames. All right, username deplorable 480. Tom McDermott. All right, Tom. All right, we got Panda TV Chappie. That's Austin Palmer. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Austin Palmer. We got STK Eternal. That's Kevin Schuld. All right, we have the Vinster. That would be our friend Vinny Champa. Yep. Uh, we have Jacob. Icon, icon, icon rising. His name is Jacob. Jacob. I don't normally have these in front of me. Otherwise, I would remember all the names. I'm really sorry. Jacob Frank. Yeah, Jacob Frank. There you go. Uh, we have Joe Coleslaw, and we Joe Cole Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we his have, last name is not really Coleslaw. Oh, I know, but it's, it's still it's fun. Uh, and we got Kangaroo Jack. That's his legal name. Yeah, we're, yeah, that's that's all you get. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack. Uh, that would be uh, Jack Irish. Yeah. And I think that's it. Is, is that his real last name? Irish? Yeah. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. He has two names. I know, that right? That might two, not it's be like his. One of the first people I worked with in radio, his name was Michael Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, the guy with two first names. Oh. Um, we also have... Who's Happy Funball? Help me out here. That's a... Uh, why am I? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I don't know. I'm just now. I'm just looking at people with different colored names in yeah. there. Sorry, guys, you don't get your name said. Same about it. Uh, but anyway, there's that. If you want to support our show, Patreon.com/slash/BiteMePodcast, and you can do that there. If we missed your name this week, we are really sorry. Cliff is normally the one who does that, and he is way more organized than both of us combined. We just never remembered to get that list ahead of time. And I Cliff thought about asking about that before we sat yeah. down today. We yeah. should probably cut all this out, but we won't. No, this is this is good podcasting. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's not how bad. Terrible. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, when you compare it to a lot of the other podcasts out there. Yeah, we're that's pretty good, true. and at least we podcasts. sound we sound really good too. I do. I find it funny though. Sometimes you listen, and you they'll they'll kind of give you the behind the scenes, and they'll tell you about like how long it takes them to edit and stuff. And you're like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Just talk better the first time, <laughs> and you won't have to cut stuff out. Like right? Like for real? Like they'll say they spend hours cutting, and I'm like <clears throat> you shouldn't spend more time than the <clears throat> show editing it. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. no. That's what, we're good at what we do. We can't help that. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for supporting us. Also, if you're listening on the iTunes, like us, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. That helps get our numbers up and uh, our faces and names and stuff in front of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to do this right now. It's a little segment we call... News. That's the one. Uh, a few things to talk about this week, but let's start off with EA canceling another Star Wars game. <laughs> so this is the... Now, did they cancel the game that they canceled the other game for? That's kind of what it sounds like to me, but I don't really know. Uh, because, yeah, they had a game, and then they canceled it. And then they're like, we'll use this stuff. Don't worry, this stuff's not lost. Like, it'll right. go to our different project, and that's exactly what they're saying here. Is Wait, the great that- work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into a future 
Star Wars content and games. So, because I remember that, um, I cannot remember her name, but she was one yeah. of the directors and producers for the Uncharted games, and they were working on a single-player um, experience, and they kind of shuttled her out and shuttle, shuttered that studio that was working on it and moved it to... The sing- from the single player experience to an online or, a, or an open world kind of thing. So it seems like they canceled one to cancel this one for something else. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I was a bigger Star Wars fan as far as the games are concerned. Yeah. I'm yeah. just not. I I really like Battlefront. Like, I really like the old Battlefronts more than oh, yeah. the new one. Like, those games were great. Yeah, yeah. There's been some good Star Wars games over the year, but... Honestly, I'm not. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan of the new generation. Right. Oh, do you, are you not I, I enjoying the new movies? Not really. It's. I would have rather them did a different story. Like, <coughs> yeah, I think this trilogy is setting it up for a completely different story. But. Yeah, and if that's where they go, maybe the next movies will be better. But I mean, they they're fine. They look fine. Like they they look good. The movies look good. But at the end of the day, it's like. I really could have gone without them continuing where the other movies left off. Like, right. I think there's so much more interesting stuff in the Star Wars universe than that storyline. Right. Like, at this point. Like, it, you don't need to bring all those people back for nostalgia's sake. Like, you just don't. Just to kill them. Like, I get it. You're like, <laughs> Spoilers! You're bringing, you're bringing them back to kill them. Like, it's, it's, it's cheap heat. Like, yeah. uh, I don't, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, story that we're talking about in particular, though, about the canceled EA game, uh, it was updated to say that this game they canceled is indeed being replaced with a smaller scale Star Wars project. So Star Wars is here to stay. If you can't point. make a PB and J, just make a PB. <laughs> yes. Does that work? I guess. It's okay. like if you can't if you don't have jelly to put on it, just have a peanut butter sandwich, right? That's not wrong. You just scrap half of it, and then, ah, there it is. Seriously. I mean, I think you should never say anything like that. Yeah, if, you, if it's like not going to happen, just be like, okay, well. Don't say we're gonna, we were going to make this game, but now we're just going to make a smaller game. Like, you can't say that. Like, to me, that's just bad PR. Right. Could you imagine, like, Peter like, Jackson being... we're going to give being... you less than. Yeah. Do you, are you happy with less than? Right. Adam, are you happy with no, that? No, you're not. Like, what if Peter Jackson was like, I'm going to bring this massive trilogy to the world, and it's going to be this amazing movie, and blah, 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 and all these stars, and then, like, six weeks later, he says, well, you know, it's only going to be one movie, so don't get your right. hopes up. And then, you know, another six months later, he's like, well, actually, we're going to do a 30-minute holiday special, and just cram it all in there, and s- there you go. Yeah. Just just don't. Just don't. Yeah. Just do do what you're going to do. It's the opposite go. of Star Wars, because Star Wars was just a movie. And then it, they were like, oh, this could be more, right? Could be. Yeah. And then they made three movies. Yeah. And then they made three more. <laughs> and now they're making three more plus some other ones. Oh, so many other ones. So. Uh, anyway, moving on, Xbox boss Phil Spencer talks uh, partnership with AMD for future platforms. So um, he's talking about how the future platforms are all going to hopefully play together. I would like that. That would be really, really nice. We like playing together. Mm-hmm. It's better than playing with yourself, right? Well, I mean, a lot of gamers do play with them. Own. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Spencer said, looking forward to the future platforms they're building and the work that they're doing. The partnerships and innovations we've seen in the past have led us to what we've been able to do today, obviously. And um, they're going to be criti- critically important. He's talking about AMD in particular uh, to their future endeavors. He's really looking forward to how that is all going to play out. 
Up next, Rocket League now has cross-play across all consoles, and that just uh, announced on the PS4, the PlayStation Network, just yeah. a few days ago. PlayStation 4, play nice. That should be their new slogan. <laughs> That'll be, you just branded their next-gen console, uh, no, PlayStation 5. So play if nice. they did that, though... You would have so much money. They would kill it. They would literally kill it if they did something kind of cheesy like that and like decided that they would like turn around and just be like the fun the fun people instead of the They're anti-fun not. people instead I, of the fun police. They're basically the fun police right now and I don't really like the police very much. Only you I can only play in stinks. our yard and every other kid all the other kids get out of get off of my lawn. That's what the PlayStation is right now. Get out of my yard. Yeah. So, get out of my lawn. Right? Um, so crossplay beta program and uh, is it's the okay. Let me try that again. <laughs> so the, cro- the Rocket League is in the PlayStation crossplay beta program. That's a lot of syllables and things to say. There's a lot of B's and C's and right? stuff. Uh, it's it's on right now. Uh, people across PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Steam uh, can all play together, which is cool. And it's only the second game to do that after Fortnite. Yeah. Which, when you've got the biggest game in the world, it'd be kind of it's. So it, I can't believe that's what it took. I know it literally took the biggest game in the world to say like we're doing this. Yeah, I, I just <sighs> come on, Sony. Um, but let's see here. So by default, players on any of those platforms are going to randomly match make with one another for online play. So it's not uh, platform agnostic. Like you're not just going to play with other. Like it's or, or the matchmaking is not going to look to those things first and then go everywhere else for more if they can't find it. It's just going to go. All right, here's all these people. Let's all play together. Which is how it should have been. Yeah. For the longest time. Games are meant to be played together. I'm pretty sure right? that's somebody's slug line already. Yeah. Let's play together. Or play a game. I can't that, There was something like that, There right? was something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and it's been a long time in coming. Everybody has been bagging Sony for crossplay because Microsoft, I want to say, was one of the first to be like, hey, let's do this. And granted, yeah. they've got Xbox and PC, so it was pretty easy for them to just go, yeah, go ahead, do yeah. your thing. Um, I would say, though, that um, I'm still only going to believe it when I see it because I still see the word beta right here. Right. So they could really just be doing some sleight of hand right here, and they're just going to say, you all suck. That would be so terrible. Right? <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen at this point, but, but like, it's still a beta. Come on. Like, right. It's not, it's not official official. Not official yet. Um, yeah. But Sionix did say its cross-platform party system, which was originally uh, supposed to be out last year over the summer, is going to be with the first game's update, the game's first update, uh, Rocket League, of 2019. And they don't have a release date for that update, though. So, but you can still join other players' games by setting up private matches. You're just not going to be able to join with the regular matchmaking okay, kind of like queue and kind of the the yeah. That's the workaround. The speed bump is the the, the private lobbies. To yeah, to, until they until they do this update. And so yeah, and of course, like I said, Fortnite was the first online game that was playable across all the consoles and PC. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool because you can do it. And do you know what? I played Fortnite on more than one system, mm-hmm. so like I don't know what the problem is. Seriously, like, and it's, it's not like I'm only going to buy one system and not buy the other one. Yeah, and yeah. I hope that like I hope Sony, I hope they really don't limit it solely to these games. Obviously, it's going to be this way for a while. But yeah. so Anthem is coming in what a month? Yeah, about a month or so. Um, and I know Nero Gamer, my friend Miles in the Discord, 
or Miles, my friend, Neurogamer in the Discord. Yeah. Um, we were playing Assassin's Creed last night. We were just chatting while we were playing um, and laughing and making stupid jokes and talking smack. Talking about poop. Probably. Um, and we were talking about Anthem. He has a PS4 Pro, or he's got a PS4 and an Xbox One X. He wants to play Anthem. I want to play Anthem. He and his brothers and a lot of his friends are on the PS4. I have fallen in love with my Xbox One and can't imagine playing anything that's multi-platform or multi-console mm-hmm. like that big on anything right. but. exactly. However, the player install base is going to be with the PS4. Right. So I'll have more people to play with, but I know it's going to look and feel better on the that. Xbox. Yeah, that, that really so pisses me much. off. Especially games like that. Like, that that was the thing that really, I mean, honestly stopped me from playing Destiny 2 was there wasn't enough people on any one system to play it with. Well, I mean, there's plenty of them on PlayStation. Right. There's one I didn't want to play there. And right. Two, like, that's not my that's not my multiplayer platform. Like, I don't I don't have that set up in a way that's fun for me to play multiplayer games. Right. My Xbox and my PC are set up that way. So, mm-hmm. um, like, maybe if it ever if there ever, ever comes a time where you'll be able to move your characters across the platform, even that, what, even, even that, that, I would have been happy with. So, because I I could see myself if Anthem is as good as it looks. Um, I would probably end up purchasing that twice. Obviously, one or the right. other. I don't mind buying it twice, right. like to be able to play different places. But at least let me somehow save these things and use them elsewhere, or at least it would be a compromise, right? Because that was the big thing with Fortnite when it came to PlayStation. They're like, nope, can't bring your character over either. You're screwed. Yeah, and then they moved back on that. But yeah, like I'll get Anthem, you know, when it comes out ish, and pay the full price for one or the other system, and then if it's as um, as much fun or or as good or whatever, and there's other people that want to play on the other system, I'll wait for it to drop in price and just yeah. grab it there, too. If I can bring my character over. Yeah. That would be lovely. All right. So Gearbox has been in the news. Randy Pitchford. Um, so, okay. A former... This, this is, is really weird. Yeah, and, and before earlier when I was talking, I, I realized now that I looked through this more, like, I was reading, like, one or two articles that were about parts of this. Like, this is a lot of different things in one article, it seems like. Yeah. That are all about this one guy. But, like, I read <laughs> snippets, so, like, I, I, I just don't even know so, where to start. <laughs> definitely got to give credit to, Ko, uh, to Kotaku for this article. And also IGN and all these other places that we get all our information from. Thank you guys for doing such a great job because you help make our, our show great, too. Um, so, former Gearbox lawyer is accusing CEO Randy Pitchford of taking a secret $12 million bonus in a lawsuit that Gearbox calls absurd. Okay. So, let's see if we can explain this to people who have maybe not heard about this. I don't know where to start. Yeah, it's... So... Uh, yeah, so the suit, for one, according to, uh, like I said, the article from Kotaku, is full of a bunch of sensational allegations, including the accusation that Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford took a secret $12 million bonus from Take-Two as an advance against Borderlands profits. Why that is a problem? Because it sounds like he just got paid. I guess that, that me if that's true... Right. right, but the allegation is it that maybe that's not what they're saying. Like this person saying, no, that was a a bonus that w- wasn't 
like in writing and it was secret. Okay. But he's saying maybe he's saying no, that was an advance on this. Okay, so may- maybe I don't know. So allegedly, there's two things going on, and one of them or neither of them is correct. Maybe, huh? So because then it goes on even further. To uh, involve, oh, so Wade Callender, who is, was Gearbox lawyer from 2010 till just last year, filed this suit on December 21st, saying the pitch word is in violation of a bunch of contracts involving both Gearbox and a separate real estate company that they both owned, as well as Callender's own employment contract. So he was in violation of that contract as well. This is probably not making a lot of sense to anybody. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff (laughs) and a bunch of things being thrown around that resemble monkey poop and also a USB stick. Yeah, we won't explain this too heavily because it involves a video of adult nature. NSFW. um, Yeah. So we won't talk about this for fear of your family that might be in the car with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which seems like it's a he said, she said kind of thing where they're accusing him of this, but he's like, no, it's not like, like there's, I. Again, we're, we don't know what was this on there. Just it's ridiculous. just it's just crazy. But I think I will I will quote one line. Um, I will I will uh, censor part of it. Um, this is a bleeping magician. <laughs> that just cracked me up. And like I I don't know like. So, but we have what we have. What I do, what I have to say is, so the video is of an adult nature. That's uh, that was right. on this. So there was a USB stick that Pitchford evidently left somewhere at like it a was, restaurant. Well, I'm going to say where it's where he found it because it's just ridiculous. Where he left it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's a video of a very specific thing, um, and it, that's just weird in and of itself that he would carry around a USB stick with that on there. Why? Why carry it with you? Just leave it at yeah. home. Don't leave it. <laughs> Don't leave it at a medieval times right. reenactment dinner. Where oh, some, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Where some poor kid found it, took it home, and accessed it because it was before they were password protected. Right. So it was literally this guy. Evidently, allegedly, Pitchford was carrying around a USB stick with this weird video on it that he left at a medieval, medieval times, times restaurant, restaurant that some kid found and took home and watched because he didn't have a password on it. Yeah. Um... That's the that's the part where when Cliff was telling me the story yesterday, like he's telling me all this other stuff. And I'm like, that's a bunch of legal money laundering yeah, mumbo like, jumbo. Blah, blah, I don't blah. give a crap. But then he's like, and then this USB stick at a medieval times restaurant. Wait, like, what? Now you've got me. Exactly. That's the hook. Lead with that. Um, I mean, it's hard to say what, <laughs> like, if this is a really huge problem or not. Like, possibly. Like, we don't know. Um, I'm not going to say I know what is going on here more than um, these two. Um there's some other allegations again um to me to to like digest this and just to give my my two cents at the least is this is an eccentric human who makes video games uh-huh. with a lot of money who has eccentric qualities and generally those people have probably violated something at some point in their life. Just like all of, whether almost it, every human whether being Whether it's has. crossing a line in the workplace, doing this, taking money, um, it, it kind of sounds like that. Like, I'm sure some of this is definitely like... His fault, and I'm sure some of this is probably hullabaloo. Like I don't, I don't know. I love, like, I love that you've used the word hullabaloo like four times. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even know what to make of this. Really, it's just, it's just crazy. Though I, I suggest if you're 18 or older, 
um, to read this. Oh, okay. I was like, um, don't watch the video. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't go seek that weird thing. Do do you? If you do you? Yeah. If you're 18 and older, um, <laughs> and if you're 18 and older, go read this because it's just it's just wacky. Like, yeah. I. You can find uh, that article on Kotaku. By the way, you should definitely check it yeah. out because it's just. And if you go all the way down to the bottom of their article, they've actually got the. Um, not that thing. They've got the um, <laughs> the lawsuits that each of them have filed against yeah. each other. So you can, if you like reading that kind of stuff, and I you don't, don't really like reading legal jargon personally, no. but nope, it's true. Um, um, all right, so let's get into this next one because it's also kind of weird. Um, Ubisoft has apologized for the shock in Assassin's Creed Odyssey DL tw- DLC twist that ignores player choice. Just a heads up, if you haven't finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey or if you're not working and worked your way through the DLC, this is spoiler territory. Um, just so you know. So if you want to skip past this, go ahead and just skip on through for like the next maybe three to four minutes. I don't know. Um, but just go on because we're going to talk about some spoilery kind of stuff. So, yeah. Three. We've given you plenty of time. Yeah, so, so if you haven't skipped by now, well, here we go. Um, all right, so Ubisoft's new DLC, um, it's a kind of like something part, the first Blade or whatever part two, mm-hmm. where it's following the lineage of the like first real assassin and, and the whatever. At least that's that's what my understanding of it is. So throughout these two DLCs, Ubisoft has set a story up that no matter what your choice is, you're going to end up inevitably at the same place with a child. So it removes, for a game that built itself on all these choices and being your own real character and doing these things that actually affect Uh um, big plot points, this is one plot point that they just put in there and they were like, they gave you all these choices to do all these things, but they literally had no bearing on how it ended at the very end. Mm-hmm. So, And I know that there's some people in the LGBTQ community who are like, well, I've played this specific character as a gay character the entire time. All my choices right. were as if I were this character, you know, as you're playing this character as gay or as, whatever. And... So you, then you end up, you're like, well, I just had a kid through heterosexual yeah. means. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what I would do. So they kind of, yeah. so that's just one sect right. of the gamer community that's like, you literally took away all the choice you said we had but in this game. It's kind of funny, like, honestly, like, right. like, you have all the choices, but like, yeah, that's interesting. Right. Well, and it goes to like... It, some of the stuff you've talked about before, you you're really looking forward to games when they have meaningful right, like choices actually make an impact. Yeah, um, and like I guess it's one thing like I, having not played through all of this and gotten to this ending, I don't know, but I guess it's one thing like if they actually do introduce this character who you end up having a relationship through, and they just kind of like force that on you throughout the story. Like then you're like, oh, okay, it's part of the story. Like right now you're I guess you could be bisexual right you go make gay choices here but right. like the main storyline you're a heterosexual person maybe I right. don't know like that like if it was worked into the story like it could explain it at the end and you can make some sort of have some sort of event that right. within what you've experienced but yeah if you have so much choice up until then and you actually don't have any relationship right. like that's totally weird right at the end right. um, 
So that's- so yeah. So right off the bat, the first uh, article from or the first paragraph from Ubisoft says, "Reading through player responses of our new DLC for Legacy of the First Blade: Shadow Heritage, they want to extend an apology to players disappointed by a relationship your character partakes in. The intention of the story was to explain how your character's bloodline has a lasting impact on the assassins. Which, you know, sidebar, I totally." I totally get that because that's acceptable because right? this is Odyssey. This is literally the first you're learning about all of this. And this is the first setup for the rest of the series. Got to come from somewhere. Right. Um, and then they continued by saying, but looking through your responses, it's clear that we missed the mark. Uh, I guess a little bit. It's for me personally. It's it's a game. Right. It's I, not going to phase me. I am not in anyway saying that how i feel takes away from what other people feel because that's they're playing the game right. for them i mean me. i think that's vice versa. it's an honest criticism of yeah. the game whether or not they made the right or wrong choice like i think maybe it could have been done better for yeah. sure um but to say that yeah I, yeah it's, it's i mean it's a thing i it's, think it sounds kind of like an oversight more than anything right like, well it's an oversight but it's like and I was trying to think of maybe there was a technical thing or maybe there was something. Maybe it was just too much for them to do or, or something right. because if they're trying to set up. Well, they really need this. This is a very vital plot point, but they didn't think about what all the other ways they could get could there. Be experience, yeah. Like what their experience could be up to that point. They yeah. needed that plot, well, that plot point to propel the story forward without it. There's no story forward, right? Right. So they needed that point. But people's experience up to that point could create an illogical situation that would not align with that right. plot point. So that is the criticism. Um, exactly. Like, that plot point is fine, but you have to you have to get there in a way that makes sense within the constraints right. of your story. Right, exactly. And I think that because they gave so much... Um, so agency. Much ag- yeah, so much agency to the player throughout this entire game that when it comes to that plot point, it's like, how do you factor in all these right. myriad possibilities to make sure this one thing for sure happens right. in such a way that the story can keep going? Yeah, it's too or, reliant on that one, that one thing. Yeah, that or why not just take that out. plot point and make it like, like a side plot kind of thing that, yeah. that it's like it's happening in the periphery that involves your character but not necessarily in that whole baby making process yeah or have like a like a potential b-side to it like i'm trying i'm trying to like write on the fly here but like let's say yeah let's say like if you were a gay character in this game like this relationship wouldn't have happened but let's create a situation in which the baby can still happen either through a different relationship and care that you're somehow related to right or I mean, you could have some extravagant fling or something. Like, yeah, I don't just know what something. it is. Like, but like, there could be a option B here. Like, if if player makes this choice, then this other thing could happen to still keep the story forward in a way that makes sense. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, there's that's that. Why choose your own adventure games are hard, right? Like, you right. have to think of, you have to control them enough so the story doesn't get. Out of your control, right? Yeah, but so. if like, but if you do leave enough right. control out of your hands, then you're kind of stuck in this place where you're like, "Well, we've got to do this thing." Yeah, well, it's, it's even like uh, Cliff talks about this often, and I, I totally agree. Is like you play Fallout, was it three or four? The one mm-hmm. where you're trying to find your kid. 
Uh, four. Fallout four. So you get out of the vault, right? And you're like, I'm going to go find my kid. And then I'm going to get distracted making a civilization. And then I'm going to go over here and work for these mercenaries and become part of this guild. And then I'm going to go hunt for bottle caps. And then I'm going to go craft some armor. And then my kid's probably dead by now. Why is Why he sounding go more and more kid? redneck as you like, tell the story? But, <laughs> but, but yeah, no. They have this super important character trait of you. Like, you need to go find your kid. <laughs> And, like, you go do whatever you want. And it's like, no, you need to go find your kid. Like, right. You just spend the last... Your, your story, the whole game is completely illogical, despite how fun or whatever and how much you might enjoy that world. Like, the actual story of the game is absolutely stupid. Like, right. Because it wouldn't work like that. And that's why sometimes you think, maybe they need to have an A story that you go through, and then mm-hmm. after that, they let you do all the subplot stuff. All the B stories. Like, you've rescued your kid, now go do what you want. I agree. Because, like, it doesn't make sense. Your kid would be, like, 12 years older now and has died of radiation. Like, Because he didn't have the, the, the vault smarts that you had. Right. And it, how awesome would it be, though, if in the game you finally do find your kid and he's dead? And it's like, you didn't complete the game fast enough. Right? And that would be like, great. That would be awesome. That would be a great trophy. you feel terrible. <laughs> but you'd have but that sweet trophy. You feel something, right? Yeah, true. Like, <laughs> okay, well, there's Dylan's. Um, come on down. All right. All right, there's all your news that is news. I'm sure that was as entertaining for you as it was for us. Um, thanks for sticking through. All right, we got questions from Joe Coleslaw, Eddie Spaghetti Turned Down for What Man, Socks, Kangaroo Jack, and this guy. Hey, yo, Vinny. What's up? going to ask about this week? Well, I'll tell you. Vinny would like to know, what are your top three most unpopular gaming opinions? Well, first That's of all, I don't... Interesting question. I don't have opinions. I have facts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront's garbage. <laughs> There's fact, I mean, opinion number one. And it's a very unpopular yeah. one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's do one for one for one for one for I one. I would say video games should just cost more. Okay. Like the, the I price understand ha- why like, that's unpopular, but I absolutely understand. Right. That. Like, maybe, like, sure, I want to get the most bang for my buck, too. But in reality, maybe they should cost more money. Mm-hmm. Um, like... It's been many, many years, and the price of video games only ever had a $10 price increase, like, in the PS2 to uh, PS3, Xbox to Xbox 360 era, I think, is when video games jumped from, like, $50 to $60, and there they remain. Well, what's um, funny is people seem to forget that cartridge, cartridges for, like, the Super Nintendo right. and Genesis and N64 back in expensive. the day, they were upwards of $70 and $80 a piece right. sometimes. So, and don't get me started on the Neo Geo cartridges. <laughs> Those were $200 a game. Right. So... I mean, gaming prices overall, I want to say, have probably yeah. come down. But at the same time, with inflation, you would think that the games would just be a little bit more. And I, I, I mean, I understand there's probably a lot of things going on. And without actually knowing the math, I don't know what the actual equation works out to be. But I also don't think games need to be tied to a price. Like, I don't think a game needs to be sixty, fifty, or forty dollars. Like, because you know, it's some just games a, come out as like yeah. this price point, this price point, and it's like just. At any point, any, I mean, any like GTA, Grand Theft Auto, and Red Dead Redemption, those should be like hundred dollar games. Like no, yeah. they should just be hundred dollar games. Like well, this paid is a premier game, Red Dead. <laughs> right? And but they're they're doing it through DLC and stuff. But it's like just make that the game. Yeah. Like, eh, and I under I understand they're like giving you part of it and they're letting you buy mm-hmm. the add on so they eventually get a hundred dollars from you or whatever, right. like whatever they want to do. But in reality, games should probably just like cost a little bit more. I agree. Uh, I agree. Um, They're still going to go on sale. So. Right. Um, um, 
second most unpopular gaming opinion for me. I prefer my PS4 controller. Yes. I prefer the PS4 controller, the DualShock controller, over the Xbox controller. Yeah, that's probably pretty unpopular. Yep. I don't know, though. There are a lot of PS fanboys out there, though. There so. are, but everybody I know is like, nope, PS4 DualShock controller's garbage. Yeah, and I, I, love I don't. It. I don't think it's an absolutely terrible controller. It's just like I find the Xbox controller to be just so good. Um, I was like, I played plenty of PlayStation before over right. the years, and like I was fine with the controller. But then the Xbox controller is like, I'm here, and I'm like, Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you my number one. You're gonna be in my hands tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, and your second most, uh, your second unpopular opinion. Um. Like the Bloodborns and Dark Souls of the World, those games suck. Like they just suck. <laughs> like I, I know a bunch of people like that, and that's great. Uh, but those games suck. <laughs> okay, I don't know. That's that's okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what my next unpopular opinion would be. That wasn't a surprise to anyone, but yeah, I know, right? No. Um. Let's see. What would be the third unpopular opinion? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. First-person shooters are garbage. Yeah, see, that's pretty unpopular. Yeah, so I think even though I'm I'm used to them and I can play them now, right. I don't enjoy you them as much as I do a third-person or the, platformer. The genre as a whole does not appeal to you. No. And I think I'll play them because they are games that I want to play. I would just much much rather play them in third-person yeah. or. I wonder if whatever. that is actually kind of a trend at all. Because to me, it seems like the first-person shooter is not as popular as it was. Oh, really? See, I, I feel like so I many think, things are. Well, I think things are, and I think there's certain games that do excel in that field, but I think. I think at the dawn of the Xbox and PlayStation 2, when Halo came out, like, originally, I think that was really, like, this just thrust up to, like, superstardom for first-person shooters. Because you had, like, Call of Duty and the Halos all the way through the next generation. Right. You have all these these new Call of Duties. And I think at some point they're like, well, what can we do now? Well, because up until the, po- up until the point of, like, the PS2 and the Xbox era... Um, first-person shooter games were, st- I mean, that's where Doom, Wolfenstein, all this stuff, yeah. or Duke Nukem, they were all PC. Right. So for the first time, people could have these experiences on, you know, a TV in their living room and feel that, you know, I don't want to say rush, but enjoy, enjoy yeah. these games that had never been accessible to them ever. Yeah. And it just, I think that's why they gained in popularity so much over the last few generations. Um, but really, you think they're starting to wane? In a way, I think. Because I just, I don't think Call of Duty is like it was. Like, I don't think Halo is like it was. Like, I think there's certain, like, a little bit of sourness to those things. Like, Mm -hmm. over time, they just haven't. I mean, there's certainly games like Overwatch. There's certainly games like Rainbow Six um, that are exciting games. But I don't, you don't see, I don't think you see as many first-person shooter titles really, like, coming out. Um, I think it was, like, like every game was a first person shooter so um i think that first person experience might be taking the back seat a little bit um, i mean we do have uh the new doom coming we've got the new isn't there a new wolfenstein on the way at some yeah. point uh we've also got halo infinite right. coming and see those are all the they're the same franchises though too oh yeah like, true it's just it's and just more a, far it's cry a, a new it's just a new version of the same thing yeah. where i think maybe 
Um, like I mean, those established think, games are still yeah. chug- chugging along, but some of the other ones that were like, yeah, well, yeah, we I don't think to. you see a lot of stuff pop up where I think we're seeing more interesting other things lately, um, like walking simulators for mm-hmm. a second, which coincidentally could be a first person experience, not a right. shooter, but, um, but yeah, go indies, but like there's certain other things that are, that are maybe more interesting now, mm-hmm. um, so and even like games like Celeste get nominated for Game of the Year, uh, which is not a first person shooter or remotely close to one, right? Right. Um, so, but it's so good. Um, sure, it probably didn't sell as many copies as the Call of Duty did either. Those right. games are still going to sell, but I just don't think the I don't think the the zest is around them the same way they used to be. That is fair. What is your? Uh, did you have a third unpopular opinion? God of War is, was meh. <gasps> did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. So there's a lot of stuff I liked about it, but the story was overall just very flat to me. Not a lot happens. Um, the game was a lot smaller than all the other ones. Really? What big thing do you fight? Well, yeah. You know what I loved about God of War was crawling on the backs of titans. Well, yeah. Where well, was that? There wasn't that wasn't because that. there aren't. Well, I mean, you kind of did have to walk through that one giant titan. The, the snake? The giant that you had to climb through. Like a whole map was this dead yeah. giant. That was kind of. Kind of. Like, you were crawling through him, though, not on yeah, his back and slicing up uh, those thingers. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. Okay, that's fair. Like. It was, it was very hard for me. Like, I honestly thought I would like the game more than I did. And I walked away saying, what happened? And, like, I couldn't answer it. Well, you got set up for four more games that are on the way right. over the next ten then, years. See, that's what it could be, is, like, maybe God of War 2 is better, and God of War 3 is even better. And Just like sure, the first three. Like, it's very possible. Like, but do you know what I hate more than anything is when a, a, a story starts out, we're going to go climb the mountain because we're going to dump the ashes and then at the end, you dump the ashes. Like, they set out to do what they were going to do, and they did it. Right. That is an awful story. Like, is it? It is. Like, they got to the, the peak, and they're like, this is the wrong peak. Okay, let's go climb the other one. And then you go do it, and then the story's over. And I'm like, but that all stinks. The things that, you... is the, that is the typical adventure story, and it stinks. But even all the stuff that you learn about the characters and what this world, like this giant building of uh, of, a, of a world that they set up. Yes. Um, and that's what, uh, like... I, I kind of posed this question to people who really liked God of War, and that's kind of what turned down for what said he what he liked about the game was sitting in the boat listening to the lore, and I yeah. completely agree. That is the best part of the game, but that shouldn't be. Like just listening to a head talk to you in a boat should not be the highlight of your game. <laughs> but it's pretty great. But it is. <coughs> Okay. I don't know what that says about your game. Is if, like, the head doing the exposition, which generally exposition is just bad. Like, we don't want exposition. Show me. No, tell me. Right. Show me the story. Don't tell me the story. This game does a lot of telling me the story. Like, even some of the cheesy lines are like, your son's a god. I'm like, you didn't have to tell me. You could have showed me that. I already saw that. You don't have to tell me in a dumb line that my kid's a god. And then the twist at the end, I really didn't care for either. I'm like, duh. So, um, I loved it. Like, there just wasn't. Gotcha. It never surprised me. There was literally nothing that surprised me okay. in this entire game. And then Balder gets feelings and you kill him. It's like, ah. Like, <laughs> what happens in this game? <clears throat> okay. It's pretty. It's gorgeous. The world is cool. 
But okay. All right. Well, there, you're done. That's your opinion. And you can have it. That's fine. Uh, Thank you, Vinny, for that question. Uh, Next time you want to start a fight on our show, just let us know way ahead of time. Kidding. Uh, (laughs) Kangaroo Jack wants to know, do you guys miss the old classic Need for Speed Underground style racing games? Yes. Yes. I do, too. Do you think they'll ever remaster them for PS4, Xbox One, and uh, would you play the series through again? No. I have Forza. Yeah. Uh... I did love these games, and I think there it might be room for something that's a little more arcadey than um, than Forza is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Forza is so awesome that right. you don't. I don't think you need it. Um, I did love Need for Speed Underground specifically, and then I really liked Midnight Club as well. Like wasn't, game just felt uh, really wasn't nice. there Need for Speed Hot Pursuit? Yeah, there's a lot. There's of a ton Need of them. Speeds. And that's um, one of the I don't I don't think I played Underground, but I mean I know the style. It's yeah, super Underground was like the those. more street racing, whereas right. the other ones were I don't know exactly. That's the one I played the most. Right. But I did really like those games. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I I liked uh, like the ones that I remember playing, uh, but that's the thing for me. It's like I barely remember them playing be, being played by me, so I don't know if I would jump back on it unless there was some reason to do that. And maybe I would jump back on it just to see what it was that maybe I liked about them then, and if it's still stuck. Yeah. Um, but games have changed so much since those came out because yeah, you've got the Forzas, you've got Burnout, you've got. Uh, uh, what's the PlayStation one? Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. Which, but you've got all these yeah. other things that have improved upon these formulas and 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 whatever. So, if they remastered it, I'm, which I'm sure they will, yeah. because just about everything is getting yeah, remastered. I'm not a fan of like re- just remastering a game. Like if they want to give me a new Need for Speed, but in the end, I think the Need for Speeds they started making at the end of that series kind of weren't as right. interesting as the ones before it, and for whatever reason, I'm not... Because I think they were trying sure, to go more the Forza routes or the... I think it's Turismo hard because they were kind of like stuck that. in the middle. Like, yeah. it wasn't quite... A, it's not a simulator by any means, but it's also not... Just like, not arcade enough. It's not enough. quite Grand Theft Auto either. So, right. Um, true, true, true. Um, so, piggybacking off of that question from Jack Turndown for What Wants to Know, what do you think of all these remastered games that are getting released? Is it lazy on the developer's part as a way to not make new IPs and cash in on the same and cash in on the same game over and over? Or do you think, if done with some sort of improvements, it's worth the price of admission? I've got some opinions about this. I think it certainly this. could go certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I think there's way too many remastered games. I would be interested to see how many people actually... One, purchase these and then play them. Right. I've probably, I've definitely purchased more of these than I've played. <laughs> like, because I thought, like, I, I kind of bought into the idea at the, the beginning that I might want to re-experience some of these games, and mm-hmm. then I find out that I don't at all. Um, but I'm sure there might be games that you might want to. Like, uh, every time Cliff talks about Super Puzzle Fighter, for example. Oh, like, my gosh. I don't know. Like, that is a game that there's not another way to play anything like that. I don't even know what it is. You can get it on that PlayStation Classic console. So, exactly. Which, if uh, that thing keeps dropping in price, I might just get one just so I can play exactly. that game. <laughs> just Which is silly, but... Um, I mean, so, things like... Games like Okami... Uh, Burnout Paradise, which Burnout Paradise was so gorgeous to begin with, it didn't really need a remaster. Um, uh, they could have literally just ported it over and not done anything to it, or just done kind of like what Xbox is doing, where it's like you can play these original games and the system automatically upscales all this stuff. It. it just does it on the fly instead of re releasing all this stuff. Um, 
I'm glad they did that with Okami, though, because Okami was originally a PS2 game and a Wii game. So it was at that, was that, 400, 480p resolution? Mm-hmm. So it was super, super low res. Um, and it, But it was gorgeous then. And remastering that for the new consoles was just, it's beautiful. And the gameplay is flawless. And the mechanics are amazing. And the story is incredible. So things like that, these super story-driven experiences like Okami... Um, Absolutely. Do it because, especially if it's a game that's 13 years old, bring it out again. That's fine. Um, Other than that, I do think it's kind of lazy and a cash grab. Yeah. And they're playing on people's nostalgia. But then again, you've got things like the Spyro Trilogy. Right. Or the Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, uh, stuff which people—it's more than a nostalgia thing. They want to play them, right? And I think to some degrees, though, some some to varying degrees, some games have (coughs) kind of done a little bit more work than others mm-hmm. like i'd rather it not just be like a a clean it up like right like <clears throat> let's rebuild the game a little bit like um, make it play it better play better than it used to yeah and it better look more modern like shadow of the colossus yeah that was That's that was a awesome remake example. that wasn't a remaster they yeah. remade that from the ground up um, I will say, however, the place that I am totally okay with them porting absolutely everything from the last generation is the Switch. Right. Because no I'm... play those games. Uh, well, awesome. I did. I'm like one of three people yeah, exactly. that bought a I Wii U. <laughs> it's like, I know they were all awesome. Like, so literally good. every game they put out was awesome and no one played them. And yeah. it's sad. So everybody's like, no, it's another port. Yes, it's another port of a game you should have been playing. Right. So. And there's only a few left that they haven't ported over yet. Like, I'm still rating for the wonderful there 101. Only, there was only 12 games on the Wii U, <laughs> so they've done 10 of them. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, wonderful 101. Please bring that one next. Yeah. It's got to be on the way. And I think I think something like Okami is a good example because that's it, right? You there was a second one, right? Yeah, there was the Okamasu and on the on like the a DS. game like Need for Speed Underground. It's like there's been eight installments since. <laughs> right. So why why do I need to play that one? Right. Like you can you've been able to experience the game so many times that you really probably don't, or at least in my case, I don't really need to play that one. Uh, right. I think there's few exceptions to that, like Mario games, for example. For oh, some yeah. reason, like platforming games, like. Never they die. age very well. Like it, even you go back to play the first Mario, and it's still great. Because um, generally, other games they want to be better the next time, right? To not you don't need to play the other one, right? Um, maybe certain stories though are good to be told later, though I guess because um, anyone can enjoy a good story whether it's twenty or thirty or two years old. True. Very true. And I'm one of those, like, I know that uh, on the IGN Game Scoop podcast, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's like, yeah, I don't play games for the story. I like games for the story. Depending on the game, obviously. Yeah, I guess there's a whole lot of games you wouldn't play then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Right. All right. Well, thank you for that turn down for what? Up next, Eddie Spaghetti has a question. <laughs> what video game character has the best facial hair you'd love to have and would your families approve? Yes and yes. Uh, well, what video game character uh, has the best facial hair for you? Man, Arthur's beard in Red Dead looks phenomenal <laughs> when you grow it out and just kind of give it a nice, give it a little, get it cleaned up a little bit, uh-huh. which is probably essentially what my beard would be if it got a little bit longer um, and I could groom it very well. Uh, okay. So I kind of, I didn't think I was ever going to grow a beard, but apparently I can. So, um, Yeah, because you've got a big bushy one. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't really have, I guess, an opinion on this, um, but I did do a quick search to see if somebody had made a list. And, of course, they did because the Internet's full of lists. Yes, best so, video game beards. Yes, top 10 video game beer, top 10 best beards in gaming history. Who is this according to? According to GameHubs.com. Okay. So, Game Hubs for this article. Thank you. We'll see how good you did. Yes. At number 10, they have Sir Arthur. He is the running gunning hero of the Ghosts and Goblins series. Oh, I so, should yeah. probably look this up. He's got he's a ginger. So I can see these while you're talking about him too. Yeah, I yeah. I want yeah. to rate these beards. You uh, should do that. Um, how can I send you the link to it? I'm just going to search video game beards. Video yeah, game top beards. 10. Do it. Uh, so, yeah, Sir Arthur of the Ghost and Goblin series. He is a ginger, so I can only imagine he is from uh, over there in that Irish area. But he's Arthur, so I don't know. Maybe not. Ireland? Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the number nine spot, we've got Cranky Kong. He's the oldest beard on this list, if you were to believe the theory that Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong from the 8-bit title, That's which is beard. entirely possible. He's got a very long, uh, down to his white. ankles, white beard. beard. Full of wisdom. Or or banana peels or fleas. Probably fleas. Pretty, uh, pretty magnificent. All right. At number eight, we've got Dr. Light. He's the f- got the Father Christmas-inspired beard. His beard looks like a cloud. Yeah, it seriously looks like he landed face first, face first in a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's number eight. At number seven, we have Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Got that flat top little, hairstyle. That tighter beard. Yeah, super tight, almost um, military. Really groomed, kind of shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, there's that. Mine's not, I don't think mine's thick enough and dark enough to really do cool shapes like that because it's so light. If I trimmed it tight, like, so mm. I would need a darker beard to okay, do that's some fair. Because that, you can't see it. True. It's just like peach fuzz. <laughs> uh, number six is Gordon Freeman, the silent protagonist from the Half Light series. Kind of a everyday normal looking dude. Like yeah, he's, that's pretty big. But the thing is, this is the top ten best beards, and that's yeah. not a beard. That's a goatee. Yeah, I'm just with some I'm, chin not, stuff. I'm not. This not definitely not for number six either. Like, yeah, no. Uh, number five is Naked Snake slash Big Boss, the true star of the Metal Gear series. He's got like the David Beckham thing going on here. Yeah, kind of, kind of shaggy, scruff beard, slightly unkempt but tight. Um... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's there. Uh, number four is John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. Now, that's Looks, first Red Dead, right? Yes. Okay. Um, this is just the rugged individual look. Um, this is the cowboy who hasn't seen a razor in. Yeah, like you, you only have a straight razor, so you shave it tight, and then what happens a couple days later is what you got here. So Right. And now I see. I feel like number three should be number one because I remember playing this game going, oh, that's a great beard. This picture's not loading. Oh, it's not? Okay. Well, number three is Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah. So good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and that's the everyman, hey, good, I'm a dad yeah, slash I'm saving the world or at least trying to kind of look. Good for him. Yeah. I will see you on page uh, 73 of L.L. Bean this fall. Number two is Kratos. I'm going to say no. He's got the goat. Well, he's got the goat in the original games, and yeah. then uh, in the new game, he's got the big full-on, I'm yeah. a Viking beard. So his beard in the new God of War cracks me up every time I see Why? it. Why? It's just so thick. Look how much hair is there. Like, it is so thick. Like I know it, people with beards like so that. It's so dense. Like, that is so much it's fur real. on your face. 
I know, right? It's but that's it's real. So like much. I know people like that. It's a thing. All right, and number one, I guess possibly the manliest beard of them all, everyone's favorite Russian wrestler, Zangief. I think it it's just solely because he has a beard on his chest and his knees. I, <laughs> so I never noticed the beard on his like shins before. Yeah. And I want to say that it was in it was either an internet meme or I noticed it in um oh no, I noticed it in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Because Zangief shows yeah. back up. And I'm like, why does he have a beard on his knees? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pre- that was a pretty good call. That list is eh. Yeah, that list it's, is eh. It's a little wishy-washy. That's what but... I found on the fly because I didn't have an answer. <laughs> it just let us look at some beards, though. So There you go. Thank you, uh, Eddie Spaghetti. All right, Joe Coleslaw wants to know, on another semi-humorous podcast, the... Uh, that the term gamer may be obsolete one day. He heard this, that the word gamer may be obsolete. Uh, Like people who go watch movies, they're just uh, going to watch movies. They don't have a term that describes them. They just go to the movies. Um, So uh, do you think gaming will one day be such a commonality that gamer wouldn't be so much of a defining term because the majority of people just play games? No, not really. And I think it actually might be the opposite. Um, because of the normalization of gaming, like gaming actually might become more of a thing like an athlete because, because gamers are being taken seriously as a real competitive area. It maybe the word might not be gamer per se, but it might actually, the connotation of the word might change, um, where someone who plays games that you might actually be like a a video game athlete in, in respect. And I, I would counter the the watching movies thing as movies are much more a passive experience than a game um games are an active thing that you are doing with a game you're interacting with the game a movie you're watching it um i would would compare them differently like someone could be a cinephile someone could be very into movies watch a lot of movies that separates someone who watches movies from adam who goes to the movies mm-hmm. um whereas I mean, anyone can be a fan of something and not actually partake in it. Someone watching Twitch, as I think we we talked about this yeah, briefly yeah. earlier, it's like someone could watch people play, watch streams. They're not gamers. You're watching someone game. You might be a gamer watching someone game, but just because you're yeah. watching Twitch doesn't make you a gamer either. Yeah, because there are um, tons of people, and I used to be one of those people for a while because I, I wasn't as into games as I've become again when we started this podcast, but I did watch Twitch, and I did watch people play games because I enjoyed watching the actual action of people playing. Like, I enjoyed... I've enjoyed games for a long time, but not always as a quote-unquote gamer. Yeah. So, like, I enjoy watching football. I am in no way a football player. It's just you're a football (laughs) fan. Like, someone who plays a sport is an athlete. Like, if you're good at math, you're a mathlete, I guess. Like, uh, (laughs) I was thinking about that when we started this conversation. It's actually meaning you're doing something. Like, you are, it's the er, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you're actually, it makes you a participant. You're the noun. You are participating in it. Um, like you're like a director. You can make movies. Right. You can yeah. make movies. You can critique movies. Like you can participate in movies in a different way. You can be a movie critic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are. You are a movie critic. You are a gamer. Um, right. it, that doesn't mean it's a good or bad thing. That's yeah. just, it, it is what it is. So yeah. I don't think there's anything really to thinking the word like disappears like and you're not you're never it at no point i think at no point in the next 50 years is somebody going to be like oh i'm a gamer i'm a i'm a gamer and you you say well what games do you play oh well i love to watch twitch right you're never going to have that that conversation is never going to happen nobody's ever going to call them call themselves a gamer if they don't actually play video games right 
It's like I I love games. Like that's fine. You love games. Um, yeah, it's, it's different. I'm thing. a fan of games. Right. Um, fan or of- I really love video games. Or I like video games. Right. Or this about games. They're never going to say I'm a gamer unless they're playing. The more interesting games. thing is who are those people that just watch video games. Like, what is the word for those people? That's more interesting than whether or not we're gamers in the future, because we are. We're always... Anyone who plays a game is going to be a gamer in the future. Like True. Um, but who are the people that just watch League of Legends? Like, my buddy doesn't play video games. He watches League of Legends. That's it. He He's keeps a- up with all the competitive... Lol esports, like really, he watches them. That's crazy. Watches all the, the I mean, crazy in a good the way. Pro games, watches them through worlds. Is like that's what he does. But he doesn't like, play games. He doesn't play it. He used to play League of Legends a little bit, um, but hmm. not in multiple multiple seasons. Probably five six seasons of League of Legends he hasn't played, which is years. Wow. Um, but that's he participates in watching League of Legends as a sport, as he would football. He's also very into football, basketball. Um, soccer and things like that too, and and League of Legends is one of those sports that he watches. So, I think that's the more interesting conversation to to get into at some point. Yeah, interesting. Sorry, I was just looking. Something popped up uh, for my regular work stuff. Well, thank you for that, Joe Kolesla. Uh, interesting question. Man socks, of course, with the most important question of the week, as always. What is your favorite flavor of energy bar? His is white chocolate macadamia nut cliff bar for life, yo. That is a good choice. It's a good one. It's a good one. I also like the peanut butter ones mm-hmm. from Cliff Bar. I like the Nutella or the nut butter filled ones from Cliff. Oh, they're I think so I've good. Had that one. I also like the chocolate brownie one, mm-hmm. but they're all a little dry too. So. Cliff bars took a while for me to get used to because I'm like, I remember biting into one five, ten years ago and go why, asking myself, why am I chewing on bark dust and dirt? Yeah, it's that a has little some dry. weird flavor. It's a little dry. They've gotten better. Don't go into it with a already dry mouth. <laughs> like that's that would be my recommendation, right? Um, um, my favorite one is so. I had to go through a period of time about a year and a half ago where I was like protein shakes, protein bars. That's how I got my protein. Oh, yeah. Um, and I discovered that's so delicious by Pure Protein. Uh, it's a strawberry Greek yogurt bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're not all natural ingredients. I'm almost 100% positive they're not, like most Cliff bars and certain protein bars are because mm-hmm. they taste like dirt. Good dirt, but still dirt. Um, pure protein bars are. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, either pure pro is it pure pro? Yeah, pure. Sorry. So so good. Yeah. Uh, the strawberry yogurt and the blueberry crunch ones are my second favorite. So I've so had good. a lot of protein bars that I do like. I, I think they there is a certain flavor to them a lot of the time. Like you yeah. can taste the protein, like that whey protein. It. Yeah. If like it's not covered enough or mixed, like. if you've ever Ooh. had it, you know what it tastes like. Because <laughs> um, I I tried the whole I'm gonna gain weight thing. How'd that, uh, how'd that go? I got ten pounds. That was it. <laughs> After like four thousand calories a day. Oh my god! Like for an extended amount of time, <clears throat> along with hitting the gym and doing the things. Mm-hmm. Like we would just eat like competitively, like with each other, like me and all my roommates and stuff. They all put on some weight. I didn't. Oh, watch, I'm but, sorry. Um, then I lost it all. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've I've had my share of protein things. But I would have to probably go with Reese's cups. <laughs> <laughs> they're full of protein, man. Look well, at that peanut butter. They're full of energy. That's for yeah. sure. Because I mean, all the sugar. I mean, yeah. you've got some energy for a hot second. I'm sure. I know. We well, we in, in college we would. I mean, I would go to the gym sometimes for 
an hour or more hour to two hours, mm-hmm. maybe three hours sometimes, and then play basketball for up to three hours. Um, and when you get done playing basketball for three hours, you're like, I need a big jug of chocolate milk and some Reese's cups. Like, Oh, that you, just makes me almost vom. Just the protein and sugar to like, but just go back, back to reality there. Well, awesome. King size Reese's cups. I'm, have you had their, the, have you had the Reese's fast break? Oh, I had one the other day. So I haven't had them in a while. I've not had one in years. Oh, no. I do love the fast break. It was the Reese's Crisp that I had the other oh, day that I hadn't too. had in a while. They're all good. Yeah. Reese's anything. Mm. All right. Thank you, Man Socks, for that. Uh, if you have questions for us, you can always uh, drop us a note in our Discord. It's bitemepodcast.com bite slash Discord, and that'll uh, get you the link to that. So we've got a whole chat uh, channel set up for that. Yeah. Yeah, so do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up with a uh, humble bundle it's in the cheap free games, which, by the way, cheap free games, if you've got Game Pass right now, uh, Game Pass games were announced. Um, when did they? They were just announced for this month, I believe. Um, Shadow of Mordor is coming to Game Pass, mm. which I've never played, and I've always wanted to, and that's going to be happening... Um. I think day of release, uh, oh no, sorry, next week on the 24th, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor is coming to Game Pass as well as Saints Row the Third. That is coming. Um, and then what else we got? Crackdown 3 is going to be coming next month, but there's also, um, uh, okay, so today, if you're listening to this on the day of release on, uh, Game Pass, first person action game, We Happy Few. Oh, that's on Game Pass? That's on Game Pass starting today. I really wanted to play that game because I tried the trial and it was pretty janky at that point. Oh, really? I really didn't understand what was going on, but that was a long time ago. It looks real good. interesting. I definitely did not want to pay full price for that game. Yeah. It felt like a a Game Pass game would be really fitting for it, so I'm happy with that. So there it is. Um, But anyway, also in the cheap free games this week, Humble Bundle, uh, Double Fine Humble Bundle. And Double Fine's a local, locals, right? I'm not sure about that. I, but I'm pretty sure they are. I'm going with Double Fine Games Seattle. Do, do, Am I right? Do, 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 nope. I'm, I may be wrong. Um, anyway, do you want to know something great about this bundle, Adam? <laughs> no, Dylan. I mean, yes, Dylan. Please tell this me. This <laughs> bundle literally has everything. Okay. I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> yes, the game, everything is included if you pay $10 or more to unlock. Um, at that tier, you also get Gang Beasts. Which, if you watched our our uh, Extra Life, did you guys do it this year at Extra Life? I didn't play it this year. Last apparently, year was they, awesome. Apparently, it's kind of mixed now. They've like done things to update the game, and oh, it man. doesn't quite feel like we liked it at the beginning. So maybe people new to the game might still enjoy it, but people going back to it, it feels different to them. I don't know. Everything is that game with like the weird, uh, yeah, where you can just like fill a world with all kinds of random stuff that just randomly pops in. Interesting. What? That's crazy. Adam is pushing purchase as we speak, but, um, (laughs) for the more than average tier, you get Nog or G N O G. Nog. Um, a scapegoat two, which is a great name for a game, and at the pay what you want level, you get Mountain Thoth and One Forty, which is a game I have heard good things about from Cliff. It's the like that rhythmy game at one hundred forty beats per beats per minute or something. What? Oh, get, what? Nog. 140? I don't know. That's that game. It's it's like a rhythm game, all based around the idea of 140 beats per minute. I think. Wow. 
And it's like you plat- it's a platformy rhythmy kind of thing, I think. This is just the most weird I like I like I loved Gang Beast. That was super fun. Oh, that when we played it. Um I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the highest level is ten bucks. So drop ten bucks, help us out, help them out. Just make sure you do that purchase through bitemepodcast.com slash humble. There's that. <gasps> okay, I think that's it. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, find us in Discord if you want to chat with us. It's bitemepodcast.com bitemepodcast.com slash Discord uh, slash Humble to support us uh, through the Humble Bundle and also patreon.com slash bitemepodcast if you'd like to subscribe uh, that way. All yeah. the socials at bitemepodcast, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Mixer. All the things. All the things. Everything. Yeah, and Anthem's coming up, so I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a little bit more just because I've got a feeling that it could be um, a thing. i got a feeling that it could be a thing, and a lot of people are going to play it. So um, we'll be talking about that soon. Let us know what you think about it if you're excited for it. Yeah. Here's a, a thought right at the end. Okay. A game like Anthem or maybe Destiny, um, those games that get a lot of hype, I think it's interesting because if enough people buy them, right, and you have enough friends that buy them because it's such a big game, right, and then they actually play them and they play them together, how much do you think that just changes the experience and you think high, more highly of that game and then you end up liking it and just it's, a, because and it's more, a good game just because you had someone to play with? How likely is that to happen or how? Right. Like how much do you think that affects you subconsciously and how you feel about that game? Well, I mean, I th- so here's the thing. Like, I had plenty of people to play Sea of Thieves with. Uh-huh. Plenty. Did not enjoy that game. Right. Just didn't. Even though I was having fun, you know, with you and Vinny and Cliff and whomever else was playing. Yeah, that was fun, and I enjoyed it, but I did not like the game. So right. I don't think that, for me personally, I don't know if just having people to play with or having more people to play with may- is going to make or ba- break a game for me. I still have to like that game in some way. Yeah. Like Destiny. I didn't like Destiny at all. I mean, I think a lot of people had that feeling until I eventually picked it back up and played it with somebody, I think. Right. And then I was like, oh, this is this is fun. Um, so it's a game I probably wouldn't play. And I think Destiny 2 and Anthem will be the exact same way. Like, See, Anthem, I've got a feeling um, it's going to be different, though, because it's not first person. Yeah. And that's always been my one thing where I'm like, oh, that's not my... Mm. I'll play it, but that's if it's first person, but it's not always going to be my favorite. I learned to love, I didn't learn to, well, I did learn to love Destiny because I just sucked at first person shooter games, but that one I persisted and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And then I got pretty good at it and enjoyed the crap out of it. Yeah. So I th- also think it's about accessibility too. Yeah. It's like, what are you good and what are you not good at? And what are you going to be willing to put your time into yeah. to become good at to see if you can actually enjoy it? So there's that too. Good thought. Good question. Yeah. Games are just more fun with people. Is kind of what again I'm we're back at. to that it's slug like, line. But it, it's, it's true. It's true. Like Rocket League is not my favorite game necessarily. Rocket League's fun, but playing Rocket League with a group of people, especially time. when you do nothing but it's, ram this right. one guy it's over and over again to make him though. explode. Like that's that's. Yeah. No, I understand. That's fair. I'm just wondering if it if it can have an effect on uh, on a group of players. Not saying everyone, obviously. I think but, it could. Um, I think it could. There's just certain games that come out and actually have a player base built in because it was so hyped, mm-hmm. right? And people actually pick up the game at the same time and can play it with each other rather than relying on down the road you have the game and you're trying to find a player base and you just don't have it. True. Um, I agree. 
I, I think it does to a degree. It does having people to play with or more people to play with or going into it, expecting it to be a group type right. of play situation. Yeah. Like, I think that could, right. if that's what you're going into it looking for and expecting, you're going to, and that's where you get your enjoyment. I think that you're going to have more fun with a mediocre game than just the average person would. Right. Because that's what you're there for. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. All right. Um, I said where to find us. I yeah, said where we're, all the we're things. Past that. That we're was done. After okay. That. Deuces. We will see you later. Bye.